Hey, everybody, it's Mark. Thanks for joining me today. With me today on my podcast is Kim Pefley. And Kim is the Director of Organizational Development and Consulting at the North American Hardware and Paint Association. And while that's a mouthful, she's in a really important role for independent retailers because the NHPA offers consulting to a variety of different dealer sizes. And I've spent some time speaking to Kim and to Dan Trottencheck, who's been on the show a couple of times about this. And it's really a terrific program that they offer retailers and gives retailers insights into their business, as well as definitive opportunities and ideas and suggestions on how they can improve their business. And and that's after a period of thorough study and understanding and helping dealers understand their business. You know, it's an interesting thing about consulting. I'm working with a dealer now, and I sent off to him as part of the process, a spreadsheet with, I don't know, about 40 different questions about his business that he had to answer to sort of get me informed. And he joked after he saw my list, Uh, He says, well, after I answer all these questions, I don't really need you. I I sort of know what the problems are. And and that's the idea of consulting. A lot of times uh, with a qualified business person at the helm, an independent retailer really doesn't need to be told what to do. They really need somebody to help them understand what the problem is. That's how I try to do my consulting is make sure that I'm asking the right questions. And then the answers have a tendency to be sort of self-evident. And so consulting works. I've seen it bring success to dozens of independent retailers over the course of my career. I wrote recently about a grasshopper. That's a, a friend of mine that I did a consulting project for down in Tennessee. And he's seeing the benefits of that and other dealers will as well. And so I wanted to get Kim on and talk about what they offer. They really have a wide ranging program that that could make a difference for dealers helping them find a success. And so give Kim a listen. There's a way to get in touch with her if you are interested in learning more. And as always, like, subscribe. Brian, put my cell phone and email address up there. Uh, Shoot me a text, shoot me an email, give me a phone call, and let me know what it is you're interested in seeing on this channel, and I'll make sure to make content for that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. It's Mark. With me today on my podcast is Kim Pepley. Kim is the Director of Organizational Development and Consulting for the North American Hardware and Paint Association. Kim, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, thanks for joining me. And I'm going to get in touch with your boss, uh, Dan, and have him shorten that title a little bit because I, know. <laughs> I, I feel like after reading all of that, I need a nap or something. I know, I know for sure. <laughs> so I want to talk about you're in a really cool position at the NHPA and you do a lot of consulting for independent retailers. And you and I have talked a little bit about some of my consulting work. It's an area where we, we both agree dealers can benefit from getting some professional help. So but before we get into what exactly your organization does, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career path? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, So I started in the home improvement industry over 25 years ago. My parents built a standalone uh, True Value store when I was in high school. So it was one of my very first jobs that I ever had for sure. And they built it. um, And so we had a lot of the early meetings at our kitchen table. And we always joke that literally 
uh, we rolled the blueprints out on the table and pretty much every meal afterwards, we talked about the store because as anyone who's in a family business understands, it goes everywhere with you for sure. And so I started as a part-time nights and weekend cashier and worked my way up through the, the family business and ultimately um, helped manage the business. And after about 12 years, my parents sold the store and they sold it to a group of ACE stores and my sister and I stayed on board and we were able to um, manage several different of their locations. I managed quite a variety of their stores ranging from 7,500 square feet to 75,000 square feet. So good varieties. Yeah. And then ultimately I became the general manager overseeing all seven locations. So I definitely had my hands in all aspects of the business and really tried to do everything we could to help support the business to continue to develop our teams and grow. So it's been a, it's been an exciting time to be able to be in the industry. What is the goal of the program? Yeah, absolutely. So what we wanted to do is to be able to, you know, really support retailers by providing them with information and connecting them with other retailers. And so what we decided to do was launch a consulting program. And so we have a couple different programs, but really our goal was to be able to share not only my personal experience, but what we learned from other retailers within the association and really then be able to connect them together. So we do a lot of different things to help them become the best and most profitable retailers that they can. And so what I try to do in my role is really just help retailers align the people side of their business with their processes and procedures and work on building positive cultures and really getting everyone involved. So what we do ultimately is customize programs for each retailer, because as we know, every independent business is run very differently, even though we're all kind of aligned in a certain way. So what we did was we put together a variety of programs and some assessments that are available both on-site, in person, or remotely. And we tried to put together some initial programs, but we also customized to the needs of the retailer as well. Guys offer uh, a few different options for the consulting that we talked about during our prep for this. Why don't you just go through them? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Thank you. Um, so the one of the big programs that we do, um, which we've had an incredible amount of success with, we call the Vision Process, and it's a year-long in-store organizational development program. So this is time-tested. Um, we work with many consultants who's used it for, for decades now. And what we do is we try to help home improvement and paint and decorating retailers with what we consider to be a full-service experience that works towards making sure you have a high-functioning, world-class retail operation. And what we do is both the consultants, so myself, for example, and our education team will lead your staff through a year-long process. And so what we do through that year is we visit at four times. So once a quarter, we'll come out and visit for a two-day visit. But we also support you throughout the entire year. So we have supplemental support of whether you want to do phone calls, Zoom calls, whatever you prefer, right, depending on, on what they're comfortable with. And we try to really define that. And during those four visits and that supplemental support. We work on many different things from developing core values, so making specific core values that fit the company's needs, which really are so key. Um, We know you see a lot of talk about this, but really what they're there to do with this help with things like hiring, training, and business succession planning, but also gives your staff, you know, a real direction to go. We do um, implement task management processes so that you can have total transparency and accountability when it 
it comes to how your team works. We assess management and staff personality communication styles. So we'll talk, I'm sure, get quite a bit about DISC, but we really want to make sure that everyone is self-aware of their strengths and opportunities and to learn more about themselves as an individual. And then they learn. I try to stay away from that, but I recommend others (laughs) uh, become more self-aware. I'm trying to avoid, (laughs) I'm trying to avoid dealing into all of my demon demons but yeah but but you guys feel free it sounds fabulous yeah (laughs) you know it's it's funny because um i love doing disc trainings because it really is this open conversation where everybody gets to start talking about it and i said i love being able to do assessments because then you get to have these conversations that you would never have you're like let's blame this conversation on disc um my style is normally like this so and, and yours is normally like this and that's why we can't communicate maybe not be something you'd ever naturally say to someone, but because you can be like, well, let's talk about it through disc. So it's helpful. I think definitely changes the way that people communicate with each other. And hopefully then it handles, um, you know, conflict resolution and you in that end can be more effective because I think initially people just get up and they are who they are and they don't realize kind of that everyone isn't the same, same way. And so they have to learn to flex, which is I think important. I'm sure as part of this, you guys spend a lot of time talking about organizational norms uh, as part of this process. And and that, in my experience with organizations, big and small, probably the most important foundational piece is just deciding in advance, right from the beginning, how are we all going to talk to each other? How are we all going to deal with each other? What are the rules of engagement? And I find that if you just lay that out early in a small organization or a big one at Tremont Paint, uh, you know, we had at the most, I think only 12 or 13 employees, but we always had conversations about uh, norms and, you know, the whether they be job norms or interpersonal norms, how we're uh, relating to each other. It's a really a crucial part of any organization's conversation. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And and that's why we start with the, the disc communication. So we learn how to communicate with each other better. Then we, you know, add in those core values so that we kind of have that, those rules that we live by. And then we layer in, like you're talking about those operational um, plans as well, which we call them best practices. And it's really those time-tested operational procedures that are so important, but oftentimes we forget to clarify them for everyone. And so we know, or we assume that everyone else knows, um, and we really need to build those in. So we set up a lot of best practices to ensure that everyone understands their role in the business and and what they need to do. And then we back it with training. So we do a lot of training and development plans and focus on on the individual, not just the group as a whole, but really how can we help each individual person. And of course, the last um, big thing is, is that we provide honest feedback with accountability. So we want to make sure that you know how we're seeing as fresh eyes in your store, we're seeing the business and we give you honest feedback to, to be able to help you grow and learn um, on how to continue to improve the business as well. And so that sounds like you've done a great job describing what's involved in the vision process. Let's talk about the uh, other two programs that you guys offer. Yeah, absolutely. We also offer a program that's called Team Builder because we understand that everyone might not be ready for a year-long program and they may not really be sure what they're looking for. And so we put together Team Builder, which is ultimately an organizational development assessment where we come out for two days and analyze the people side of your business and really look at your org structure and the organizational structure and the way that your staff interacts with each other and with you. And then we discover ways that we can 
help and support the business um, really be more cohesive and run more effectively. And we want to look at your processes and your procedures. Um, because we're in so many stores all the time, we can get a really quick gauge on how well your processes are actually being utilized as opposed to maybe how they're written to be utilized and really what the morale is within the store. So we do it through a three-phase process. And first, we want to know your team. So again, we'll do DISC here just to kind of get a general gauge. And if nothing else, you get an absolute good communication um, and teamwork building exercises. So I've heard yeah. you mention DISC a time or two. Why don't you define that for us? Yeah, absolutely. So DISC is a personal development learning experience. And ultimately, what it is, is it measures how an individual communicates, what their preferences are, and how they communicate, and how they tend to act. Act. So in regular situations or in stressful situations, we tend to act a little bit differently. And so we look at those different behaviors and then it puts them into what's called the DISC model. And it really defines four different behavioral styles. And then what happens is you learn more about your own style and then the styles of others and how we may be alike in some ways, but different in others. So we have everyone take what's in an, an online assessment and then they'll receive a report. Report. It's a really detailed report that tells you all about um, all about yourself as an individual, what motivates you, what stresses you. I think then, I'm going to need a bourbon in my hand when yeah. I need that report about. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm going to okay, get you I, one today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's funny. A lot of people will say, "How did you get all this information about me?" And it, you know, with just taking a few simple questions, it really does hit the nail on the head. And sometimes it it stings a little, but being self aware is really important. And then and then ultimately, it teaches you how to connect with others. And so it ends up making you um, a better communicator. It helps you to be more engaged. Certainly, if you're in leadership, it helps you to be a better leader. And it really is first about self-awareness and then about learning about others. And so we offer a variety of them, but we incorporate them into all of our programs because they're really powerful. And for me, the first time I took DISC, um, you know, I just, it, it helped me so much. I, I always say it's the, the best tool I have in my in my leadership backpack because one of the things that, that this talks to you about is that there's different types of personalities but there's different extremes of personalities right so you know you and I are very similar in the sense that we have you know we're full of personality right so we bring it everywhere oh, I'm we full of something it. I'm yeah. full of something for sure and so it talks about you know how we may need to flex a little bit more to reach other styles and whereas others may have a more mild mannered personality that they can kind of flex to all styles a little bit easier. And so it teaches you even there how to do that. And it's really changed the way that I communicate with folks inside and outside of work. And so I, I'm just a huge advocate for how helpful it can be for the businesses and for the person. And so it's part of this vision process that you were talking about just to get us back on track. Yeah, yeah. And it's about it's and we do it really in, in all of the programs that we do just because we find it so powerful. So we also do it in Team Builder. And so it's that knowing your team and um, then we evaluate the structure and kind of look at where the org is. So first we learn about the team, then we learn about how you're set up and really what we can do to support you. Do you need help in just 
basic organizational structure? Do you need help in development? You know, what areas are, are you thriving? It's very common to go in and, and you find a business that's doing really well in one area, but struggling in another. And so we can support them in, in whatever area. And then we ultimately, you know, put together a full detailed assessment and tell them, hey, here's all of our suggestions. Here's some programs we think would help. Here's some folks within the industry that we think would be a great connection for you or partner with you to kind of connect with and get to know better. And, and I, you know, from my experience, the retailers love to talk to other retailers and continue to grow their, their relationship. I, you, as you said, you always loved it. I always loved it. And so whatever ways we can do to support them, and it's a, it's a great opportunity to get that training for their teams, but also to get a, a kind of a roadmap on, on some suggestions on where you can go. So it's really kind of a way to get your feet in the water and, and test it out and see if that's something you'd be interested in. And so the third option you guys offer dealers, Kim, is just hourly consulting. What's involved in that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of retailers were coming to us with questions about things and they really wanted to bounce ideas off or, or ask questions, troubleshoot. And so we wanted without signing up for a year long program. And so we wanted to be able to offer our hourly consulting and really at, you can make it as, as much or as little as you want. So what you do is for this option is you schedule an hour long online meeting with, um, with myself or another consultant. And what we do is we just really try to help you or support you with whatever needs you may have. And so it ranges from things like um, just owner support, managers, mentoring, operational support, and other things. A lot of times owners are like, I, you know, I need to vent about something and I can't, you vent up, right? And so like you can't, and you need to get your frustrations out and they don't want to necessarily bring it home. And they're trying to, you know, figure that out. We do a lot of that where it's like, no, you're right. Or no, you know, I think you might need to circle back and think on this one, or here's someone I can connect you with. And a lot of men, manager mentoring where they're like, they just, just need, um, they're like, we, you know, they're just not hearing me, but maybe they'll hear you. And so what we can do is kind of work with them and develop them and really everything else in between. So I've got folks that meet with me weekly, some are monthly and some are quarterly, but it's ultimately really whatever you'd like to do. And so it, it sounds like you've got something for uh, dealers from uh, the entire range of yeah. sizes, right? From the smallest yeah. to the biggest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what really one of my favorite things about the consulting services is that it's really available for anybody. So whatever amount you want to get involved in and whatever you're comfortable with, we can make it happen. And if those aren't necessarily exactly what you're looking for, then we customize to, to really whatever your needs are. And we always try to do whatever it is that the retailers are looking for. So we're really there to, to make sure that regardless of your size, we can support you. And what about the paint dealers, Kim? You, uh, your organization changed about a year and a half or yeah. two years ago, right? When you bought the PDRA. Uh, yeah. How has this program changed to incorporate more opportunities for paint dealers to improve their operations? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And we are so excited to be working with paint retailers. And we're, we have a whole team of folks that are trying to connect with as many as possible within the industry. And we're always reaching out and trying to talk with anyone. So if anyone listening to this, we'd love to talk with you because we ultimately would love to learn more about how you're running your businesses and really how we can support you. Um, but we also want to be able to learn more about what your specific 
specific needs are. And that's what we're striving to do by reaching out to as many retailers, um, paint retailers as possible. I personally have worked with several different paint retailers who were looking to improve their company communication. So I did several disc online disc trainings with them. And what we really did was said, you know, what, what can we do to adjust and adapt this? And they're like, well, we have a small crew, right? You know this, where it's like a smaller yeah. team, but you don't want to necessarily break your team up. So we're like, we'll work whenever we'll, we'll do off hours. And we did, you know, an evening trainings or, you know, off day weekend trainings or whatever it was to be able to get the whole team to come together. And um, which was really great. I also have worked with the, um, paint retailers to come up with very specific scenarios that connect with that communication training. So they're not seeing like a cookie cutter training, but it's, you know, real life examples of what they're going through. So we add on additional activities that are helpful for them. And then really just be able to, again, anyone that we work with, we try to connect with each other. So we're always trying to find ways to customize it to them. And again, that's one of the great things about, you know, this consulting options is that we really do adapt every program to every retailer. So we're, we're striving to get, to get better at that every day. And so let's talk a little bit about what this costs, because obviously, you know, you have to invest some money uh, to improve your business. And so let, let's talk about how much you guys charge for this and, and how dealers can calculate ROI. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a great question. We'll start with this because we've kind of been talking quite a bit about that. And so it's included in some of the programs, but again, you can take that without being in any of the programs if you're interested in doing DISC. And there's a variety of assessments, whether it be workplace, which is where we start, or management and sales. So if you have a sales team, we can do specialized disc training there. And those assessments range anywhere from around $100 to $150 per assessment. But we also do include a personalized webinar training for your business. And we do breaks based on the quantity that you do. If you're interested in specific pricing or for your, your size of a group, you can reach out to us for sure, because we'd be happy to give you an actual quote on those, depending on which assessment and how many people you were looking at. So very flexible again there. Um, also, we have the hourly consulting that we talked about, and that is $150 an hour. And again, it can be scheduled as frequently as you like, or if you like to spread it out, that's an option as well. It's our other consulting program. So first of all, when we are talking about the team builder program, which is our one visit, that one costs um, $6,250, so $6,250, and that includes all the travel expenses. There's no additional fees included with that. And that includes the us visiting your location for the two full days and, and work, it includes all of your disc, no additional pricing in that. And as well as that written report or assessment at the end. And so quite a bit of um, information that's within there. And then we support you for, for a while, but after that, so we can, we really try to do the best that we can to make sure you get the most value within that quarterly visit that we do. And then our vision process is 6250 per quarter. So you'll look at that price for every time that we come and visit. And that one is broken up. Basically, we try to visit uh, once a quarter, but we also are adjust around busy schedules. So we know, <laughs> obviously, right. not very many people want us in May and June. But <laughs> And so how does a dealer go about calculating ROI on this? Because that's a question that I always have uh, with dealers that, that I do consulting with, and I have a way of showing them that. Uh, I'm curious how you guys go about doing that. 
Yeah. So we do a lot of, you know, pre-work where we look at a lot of different things. And so a lot of the different areas that we work on, obviously, is employee engagement, which is so incredibly important right now, employee retention. Um, so we also take many different surveys at the beginning to gauge where your employees are at customer, with the employee satisfaction. And so we'll look at a lot of things there and see how we can increase the people side of your business, which is really important. And then we start diving into some of those key metrics and things that we can help to really drive the bottom line within the business. So within our operational tendencies or programs that we put in as well, we look at things like your sales and how we can improve improve your your bottom line, your profit, your expenses, all of the avenues that you want to kind of look at to make sure that we can help you improve on your time management. So really even just the effectiveness of everything you do. So we do a pre-survey and then we check in on it quarterly to make sure that we're showing improvement for the retailers because ultimately you need to show an ROI to ensure sure that the money that you're investing is worth it. And a lot of it happens really quickly when we start to see this change in the employees and them understanding and communicating and and moving along the path that you really wanted them to. And it it makes a huge impact. But again, we show that result from the beginning and to the end so you can see the growth within the business. And one of the things I try to do with retailers that I'm consulting with is determine in advance Things that are not so clear, like employee engagement, how much is that worth, you know? And it makes it possible to come to some sort of ROI calculation. And almost always uh, that work pays for itself. In my experience, almost always uh, that work pays for itself. Absolutely. And I think we also, you know, are very quick to ask, you know, what is it that is a biggest concern for you or what area are you looking for and work with them to determine that, that factor and say, let's figure out how we can, how we can gauge improvement in this area. Yeah. I mean, the first question that, that we always ask right at the beginning of any project, what's the goal here? Why are we doing this? What are we trying to accomplish? And so that's the, that's the same thing when you sit and consult with dealers. and, And in fact, that's the first question I ask. Uh, When I sit and consult with dealers is what is it that we're trying to accomplish here? Uh, So, Kim, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about today was the uh, a new program that you guys have uh, called the Marketplace. And we have a few minutes. I'd, I'd love to get into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the marketplace is designed to connect the home improvement industry by offering retailers a place to buy or sell their businesses. And what I love about this program is that it was really requested by retailers. And I think all the great ideas were requested by retailers or dealers. And what they, you know, really had always been coming into us and saying, hey, you know, in regards to helping sell my store, do you know of anyone that might be interested to buy or someone that really wanted to buy a store is like, hey, have you heard of anyone that's interested in selling a store? And we were kind of like, well, let me put the word out or let me see. And all of a sudden we were like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had a centralized place for everyone to be able to do that? And so ultimately it was created to give store owners that cost effective way to advertise their locations to an industry that's likely to buy it. And we thought for sure there'd be a higher likelihood that the potential buyer is within the industry already. And so we started to put together what we've been calling the NHPA retail marketplace. And it's really continued to adapt and change as we get going through it, which I love also. And so we've been getting quite a bit of feedback on what we could do differently or what additional items they want to add to it. And so it's been, it's been really exciting to see the, uh, the changes as it goes through. And so retailers that have a store to sell or a retailer that uh, is looking to expand can go to your marketplace and, and try to find a store that's for sale. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they can look by region or by area or by size. It's really a lot of different options. And so what are the fees involved in a retailer buying or selling a store on your platform? Yeah, so there's a couple different options. We do offer a public listing and a private listing. And so the fees will depend a little bit there. And so the public listing um, means that we disclose all of the information that you provide to us. And, and some of the retailers are open with that. They're, they're open with their teams that, you know, they want the public to know, they want their employees to know that the store is for sale. And so they list it on there. And within the public listings, the, it's really um, available to list that for 5000 and so they can list it on the marketplace and they get several different opportunities by listing that. And I can go through those in, in just a second too. But we also offer the private seller, which is for someone who's looking for a little bit more discretion or maybe doesn't want all of their information to be out there. And so what we do is we only make public the state um, that the store is located in, annual, annual revenue, and basically the sale price that you're interested in. And then we kind of act as the, as the go-between for information. And so potential buyers can email us and we will give them additional information, but we do require that they sign a non-disclosure agreement before they get the information in writing so that you feel comfortable or the private seller feels comfortable putting that information out there. And once they've signed that document, we can share all the details of the listing. And, and that's for, for retailers who you know want to sell their store uh, but there are reasons why they wouldn't want uh, somebody to know that the store is for sale. Perhaps uh, they're concerned about the effect on their employees, or perhaps they're concerned about the effect on relationships with vendors. Uh, you, you know, in my case, it it was probably three years uh, from the time I first said I'm going to start selling my stores to the time that we actually sold them to Janovic in 2019. And for me, I felt like if if my employees knew. Uh, that I was actively looking to market the business, they probably would have left at the beginning and not lasted the three years to find out that Janovic, in fact, gave them all raises and better health insurance. And <laughs> right. And, and yeah. so they wouldn't have even stuck around to find out that sticking around is the would have been the right thing to do, no, as well as, you, you know, uh, parts of the decision that impacted me as well. Like what would happen if my employees had all left me? So there, there are reasons for both, right? And so I'm, I'm glad to see that you guys offer that. Yeah, I think the private buyer listing is so incredibly important. And we definitely wanted to have that as an option because you are absolutely right. Um, the unknown is scary. So like you said, um, if they weren't sure what's going to happen with new buyers, or maybe if no one buys it, what happens, then what do you do? And so we wanted to have that private um, listing available because it you know gives you that time to kind of get the feelers out and, and get an, a, a general idea. And so that one is 75 500 for the, the private listing. And then, of course, we have the buyers who can list too. So we have, um, you know, many different retailers who are looking to, like you said, expand their business. And so we do have some options for them and they can do a public or private listing as well. So if they're not wanting their teams to know they're growing yet as well, um, which is an opportunity, they can do that as well. So if you want to list that you'd like to buy additional businesses, you can do that for 2,500 for a public listing. Or if you want to do it more privately, you can list it for 5,000. And so there's lots of options on what you um, have available to be able to do that. And how long have you guys been doing that? And how's it going so far? 
It's going really good so far. And like I said, it's growing and adapting and changing, which we really like. So we're, we're still in the beginning phases. So we're just a, a few months into it. We started um, really kicking it off at the beginning of the year. It started a bit in the last year, but really aggressively kicking it off. And we started, you know, adding it to the magazines and you, you know, it. if you get a list you'll see it in the magazines, our e-letters um, that we send out to everyone, both magazines, obviously, and of course on our website. And so it's starting to, to really pick up um, and really we're starting to see more interest, which is great. Um, one of the other things that we um, received as kind of requests along the way, we're like, oh, wait, there's a marketplace. That's really great. I'm interested in that, but I have no idea how to value my business. And so um, all of a sudden, very quickly, we said, okay, we've got to figure out how we can help uh, everyone be able to, to value their business. So they have a general idea of what they should be putting their business out to, to really have that. And so now we are partnering with um, Gary Pittsford, who's the um, chief value officer at Castle Valuation. And he's partnering with us to help make sure that retailers can get a value. So again, there's lots of new options that are, are coming available. And so we're starting to see that, but we're also starting to see more listings. And we really have several with each of the categories that are out there, but we're also seeing a large increase in the amount of people who've signed up for email notifications. So there's a lot of people who are kind of sitting back, which is good right. and waiting to see what's out there because there's, yep. there's some definite interest there for sure. And, and so the last piece of this that I wanted to mention, and then we're, we're out of time is you guys now have a, a help wanted section up there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so this was another area where retailers were like, Hey, you know, it'd be a great idea is if we could really connect with people that are looking for jobs. And so we added the, the, that section, the help wanted section, let's say to the marketplace. And what we're looking to do is help retailers uh, who are in search of managers, executives, or other positions be able to find a place where they can connect within the industry. And so we hear a lot of times where people may be moving from one side of the country to the other or, you know, moving states or their spouse moved, um, had to move jobs and they wanted to be able to stay within the industry or they were looking for different opportunities. And so we were able to add those listings as well. So now you can buy or sell or get evaluation, or you can also find a different um, position uh, if you're looking for that within the industry. And so we offer that for a $500 listing and that gets you a three-year, a three-year listing, which is, which is really great. And, and, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, long-term I'm wondering the effects uh, of the pandemic on the uh, employment situation in the United States. A lot of people, I have a daughter, Buckwheat, I call her, uh, Miranda, she's 20, 24 years old. Uh, at her generation, they're sort of used to the idea of moving around. She's got a remote work and, and she's talking about maybe spending a year in Europe. Her work seems to follow her. And, and so that attitude is pervasive among that generation. Not all of them are photographers and writers as Miranda is who can pick up and go. Some of them need uh, employment when they move to a new destination. And why not take your paint skills with you, uh, you know, in a circumstance where you've decided, hey, I'm going to travel the United States for the next uh, five years in a school bus and put it up on TikTok, which a lot of people seem to be doing. Yeah, but right, that, that doesn't mean that they don't need money or jobs while they're doing that. And, <laughs> right. and so wouldn't it be great to have a place where somebody could go, you know, in every town, I'm going to find out where the paint store is, where the hardware store is that needs help. And I'm going to go work there for six months while I'm hanging around. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. And I think ultimately it's such a great place for us to come together and connect and, and it gives you opportunity to see what other retailers are doing and positions that are out there. And, and so I, I couldn't agree more. My younger siblings are the exact same way. Everyone's like, where are they living now? Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're all, they're all over the place. And I think it's a great opportunity, you know, for someone that wants to work within our great industry to be able to find retailers and, and dealers to work with, which is great. Well, what a fabulous uh, episode and a great place to end it. Uh, Kim Pefley, uh, any final thoughts before, uh, uh, before we let you go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to say thank you again, obviously, for having us here. We appreciate it. And, and at NHPA, our mission is to really help home improvement and help independent home improvement and paint and decorator retailers, regardless of affiliation, become better and more profitable retailers. And that's what these programs are really all about. And so I really want to be able to connect with you and really answer any questions that you may have and see if there's anything we can do, whether it's buying or selling your business or listing um, a potential job that you may have or working on some of the consulting programs. We're here to really help and connect in any way. And I hope you can see I'm passionate about the industry. I, I grew up in it. It's in my blood. And I really just want to do everything I can to give back to the industry that I'm so thankful to have been a part of and, and to help as many, many retailers as I can. I, I get up every day and I'm so thankful that I get to connect with retailers all across the U.S. and Canada. My husband comes home and he says, where were you today? I'm like, Montana, Boston. <laughs> Boston, you know, Canada. So I'm all over and I, I love to be able to, to give back to the industry that gave so much to me. So at any point, if you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to me or of course you can check out the website. Go ahead and give us your, whatever you use, your email address, your cell phone, and then Brian, will put this up on the screen. Yeah, greatly. I mean, my email is kpefley, so that's K-P-E-F-F as in Frank, L-E-Y, at yournhpa.org. And our website is yournhpa.org. And if you want to reach out, um, you can definitely call my cell phone, which is 219-776-0094. And I'd be happy to, to chat with you and see how we can help and support your business. Kim Pefley, Director of Organizational Development and Consulting at the North American Hardware and Paint Association. Thank you so much uh, for joining me on my show today. I appreciate you giving me the time. Yeah, thank you so much. And I really have enjoyed getting to know you and all your fun stories. And so I'm so thankful to, to be here and to be able to connect with more retailers. So thanks for the opportunity.